Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to our 36th episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion, and this week we decided to do whiskey sours. Whiskey sours. Whiskey sours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, well... And I was really so, fighting it not to um, start drinking before. Seth was like... Seth found all of these little bullet um, recipes. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Almost tragically knocked it over, <laughs> getting excited. All right. Um, but yeah, so Seth found all of these um, recipes that contain bullet. Well, if you whiskey. go to the bullet website. Oh, okay. And they you log in, they have a whole section called the drinks. Uh huh. And it's just, you know, their spin using their their bourbon or whiskey. Uh-huh. Uh huh. For, you know, like last week we did the instead of the gin and tonic, it was a bullet and tonic. No, well, yeah, well, BLT. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh-huh. the. The same thing, and this is, you know, a whiskey sour, a straight up whiskey sour. Yeah. It's awesome. This is the, um, what, 10 year? Yeah, the 10 year. We use the bottle of the 10 year. That's, I, I have a hard time between the barrel strength and the 10 year, uh-huh. like which, one which is like my favorite. Because uh-huh. when we, when we go out, uh, either on travel or to a bar or a hotel bar or a restaurant bar, they usually have bullet bourbon mm-hmm. and every once in a while somebody will have the, the rye, rye. Uh-huh. but nobody ever carries the ten to the ten year or the barrel strength. Right. Um, even like that place we went to in Little Rock, where it was all whiskey, they just still had the two standard uh-huh. types. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know which one I like better yeah. out of those two. But this is really good. It's just um, per drink. It's I think it's like a shot and a half of whiskey, and then I just squeeze like half a lemon half for of both lemon. of us. Uh-huh. And uh, you can either add they. The original recipe is supposed to be like a sugar cube, right? But you know, we use stevia, stevia, yeah, to keep our alcoholic beverages healthy. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I use the, yeah. the little packet of stevia, and then you're supposed to garnish it with that. And since you know, last week we talked about getting our new little ice molds. Yeah, I just I'm not done using those yet. So any drink that I get to use that, I'm excited about. I know. Yeah, they're and, really good yeah, though. That's awesome. So that's really good. I'm glad that we decided to to do this for for this episode. Um, so last week we kind of went on a little bit of a rant for Mm -hmm. good reason, but this week we wanted to, we wanted to discuss something pretty important. Uh, I think that it's really important because I know that I did it in my previous, previous relationship. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I I did too. I think most people do this and it's just excuses that people make to stay in a bad relationship. Well, before that, you didn't even let oh me my do gosh. You do this every week. You cut I'm off sorry. my own little segment. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like you just want the spotlight on you all the time. <laughs> no. No, okay. But before we get started with that, yeah. then... So, yeah, the dumbass post of the week, I don't even need to look at it because I remember what it was. I had one all set up and then like a an angel sent from dumbass social media heaven <laughs> dropped one right off in my lap before we recorded <laughs> And it said, if she blocks you, unblocks you, blocks you, unblocks you, marry that psycho. She really loves you. Okay. <laughs> really? I, I don't even know what to say about that one. I, I mean, know. it was funny because when I looked at the, at the site that shared that, and, uh-huh. you know, 
the individual that's shared this, I, I think I've used a couple of the ones that they seem to relate to before, but I looked at like the 90-some thousand comments on Oh, it, my gosh. And, what, were, what were people saying? Well, most of it was either people tagging their partner. This is us. Oh, gosh. Which, once again, is a huge example of a normal, crappy relationship, if yeah. that's what, especially in, you know, I, I don't really know people... I hope people my age aren't doing this to one another. Mm-hmm. But then I know people older than us that are doing that to one another. Yeah. So, A, it's a huge reflection mm-hmm. of your own complete immaturity. Um, but I don't have a B to that. I just said A. So if I just say A, that means that's really important. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to get back to what the, the comments were, yeah, a lot of people were tagging their partners or their uh-huh. friends or whatever. Um, but then there was, a, there was a good handful of people like, no. This is stupid. You know, you need to do not marry her, leave her, you know, and that's a sign of control. I mean, so there was, there was definitely some pretty split divisive opinions Uh on there. Um, But it's still, it's just once again, I mean, who, who thinks that that's good advice to give someone? I know. That, that is absolutely insane. And I don't know if, 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 if that type of stuff is geared more towards people that, are just casually dating, not right. really considering a partner. You yeah, know, well, but yeah, but even like, then, it's but like you're t- still telling that casual dater to that you need to yeah, marry. You that found person. a good one. Yeah, I mean that that should in no way, shape, or form be the sign, a sign or a symbol of a good partner or a good friendship. Uh-huh. I mean, and I think this happens outside of just couples uh, relationships i think it's all relationships friends do this to one another mm-hmm. why would you be friends with somebody like that i, I mean know. You, you know you, you deal with family members doing this uh-huh. i mean why would you want to be close to somebody who that's the pattern of behavior they exhibit uh-huh. they you do something they you that they don't like so they block you right and then they either feel bad or they want to be nosy or they want to reconcile or whatever so they unblock you mm-hmm. and then you do something that makes them mad again so they block you it's it's almost like today's version of slamming the phone down on somebody yeah yeah i guess that, that's true that is very true i know because oh man i remember like being in in high school and fighting with my boyfriends and i don't think i was ever the one to hang up first yeah. And that would make me so Isn't mad. It, it, it was the most infuriating, <laughs> especially because when it happened to me, and I think it's funny that you say that, because I, I would have guessed that that was a female trait, because I never was the hanger-upper. Yeah, I never did. I, I was one. And it was always when I was in the middle of a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or really trying at the peak of my defense of whatever I was defending myself for. Or they shared their piece and called me the names, and now my retaliation began, and that I, it was the most unsatisfying thing mm-hmm. because you didn't get to express what you were doing. Well, what was worse is that they would hang up on you and then leave Take the, the phone, phone off the hook. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it would be busy every time you tried to call back. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. And so I think that, that that's one of the things here that, I mean, e- e- even on, in social media, when I've been, and it hasn't happened for a while, but if I've been in a heated debate with somebody, I don't, I don't cut them off, mm-hmm. and and that is out of a sign of respect. Even if I completely disagree with your moronic and idiotic rant that you're going on, <laughs> uh, you have the right to share it. Yeah, and so I I won't be the one that blocks you or deletes your comment or hides from you or or banishes you to, you know, 
social media limbo or purgatory, you, mm-hmm. you're allowed to say what you want to say. And deleting their comments, too. That's another mm-hmm. one that is, like, the um, hanging up on, you know? Yeah. Like, what? Well, I let me back up. That. I have done that once when really? I had that... I had the guy I was oh, in the military yeah, with, and then that of. other idiot that you used to work with yeah. got into it, and they were—they weren't attacking me; that they were attacking each other. And one of them was really attacking the guy I was in the military with, uh-huh. and so I deleted all of his comments because I was like, "This is—you're you're an idiot." So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's your page. Yeah, so. and it might be. I was like, "It's my mm-hmm. comment. I'm going to do whatever I want." But it wasn't—it wasn't me not allowing them to share their opinion on what I had said. Mm-hmm. It was they were—they took it to a real childish level that just pissed me off and so I was the parent that had to pull them apart and right. set them each in the corner yeah uh-huh well so and and you saying you finding this dumbass post of the week kind of is funny because of the flashback yeah. Friday yeah. episode that we just shared this last Friday which uh-huh. was the social, the social media, media and relationships mm-hmm. and that that was a good episode I, I had a lot of fun you know re-listening to it before we shared it I had a lot of fun going back and and kind of hearing the points that we made mm-hmm. on on how people just completely mismanage mm-hmm. social media and, and the social media within their relationships. So yeah, it was it was kind of funny timing that this this yeah, popped up. I so. know. Uh-huh. So as I was saying earlier, a little bit ago. So when you find yourself with a blocker, unblocker, blocker, unblocker, <laughs> and you for some reason choose to stay with them. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. we want to know why. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, we do. We and we do know. We do know why. We do know the reasons that people make mm-hmm. to excuses. Yeah, or yeah, excuses that people make to stay in bad relationships. And like I said before, I've done it myself. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. I did it a lot. I think sometimes we do it without without even realizing we're making that excuse. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, there, there's a lot of them out there that you can look at and, and say, because even, even when we started talking about this um, early in the week, it was, I was able to kind of look at, at some of the research we were doing and things that other people were saying and, and say, well, you know what, I, I didn't really say that, or if I did, it wasn't from that type of position, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and I think even, and I'll go ahead and kind of jump ahead, but even if you say, like, like for me, and I've talked about it here before, one of my excuses was not, I'm afraid of getting out there to date again. Mm-hmm. I knew, at the, well, I thought I knew at the time that because of my relationship with my son and his age and my high demands that I not meet anybody that, were, that had kids or were going to have kids... I just accepted the fact I probably won't date for a while. But that wasn't a fear or an excuse yeah. to not get out of a relationship. It was mm-hmm. just kind of a reality. So I think, right. I think some of these may, as we talk about some of them, may resonate with people that, oh, yeah, I've, I've been there. And I think if, if you, well, you know, we're big on self-reflection. If you look back at previous relationships or, you know, if you're in that unfortunate position right now where you're, you've just separated or you're about to or thinking about it or whatever, um, you can look at some of these and mm-hmm. say, yeah, that's, that's an excuse I've been making. Or it's not really an excuse. It's just it's the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that reality just really sucks. But it's not something that you're using as a fear point from moving forward by terminating the relationship. Right. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I think that, I, I do think that that is a big one, though, the going out and getting yourself out there and starting to date mm-hmm. and people thinking that it's scary is is really, really big because I, I mean, when I worked for the dating service, there was, I would still call people that were in relationships and they would tell me how, no, well, I don't want to get out there. Like, mm. you know, I'm, I'm scared of, you know, what else is out there. And, and I would have to like reassure them that, well, we do background checks and all that mm-hmm. through the dating service. But yeah, I guess, I guess it could be pretty scary. <laughs> I, I think that, I, I think, you know, since we're talking about that one, I think that, I think that a lot of that is a, is what women think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think women tend to be more fearful of putting themselves back out there than guys do. Or maybe they're not, maybe they just verbalize it more yeah. than, than men do. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny because when we were looking at, at some of this stuff and we were talking about it, if you start trying to search for articles about things that men say, yeah. very, very little. Very, I mean, I'm talking like three to five tops mm-hmm. of, you know, excuses men use to stay in a bad relationship. But the women mm-hmm. is countless. Why do you think that that is? I, I think that most most men don't verbalize the excuses. Mm-hmm. Um I think that traditionally, women and and did, wasn't wasn't there something we and, and we should have looked at this where we talk, start talking about it? Wasn't there something we saw where, like most filings were because of were women filing? Yeah, they were women. Women are usually the decision maker in the end of the relationship. I, I think men are more tolerant, and I think there's probably women rolling their eyes as I say that because they're probably like, oh, I've been putting up with this bullshit for how long? <laughs> right. But I don't think a lot of men will say that. I think, mm-hmm. and part of it's because I think men are really clueless sometimes. Yeah. I mean, how many, how many people have, have we seen that they were, quote unquote, blindsided by their partner's unhappiness and wanting to end the relationship? Yeah. And the men, you know, were content to a point, or happy enough, or happy enough, uh-huh. you know, that they weren't really having to come up with these excuses. But I think, mm-hmm. um, I think women are typically better planners, and so they they can tend to look at the the future and the far, the kind of long term downside to whatever their decision may meet mm-hmm. may need. And I think for as much as, as there's there's things out there, they're like, well, you know, women make decisions based on emotion. And I yes, do they? Yeah, but I think everybody does. But I think a lot of this, especially when you look at excuses why women choose to stay in bad relationships, it's a strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think they look at it consciously as, well, this is a strategic plan. That's why I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. But most, yeah. men, most men are like, yeah, you know, if I lose half my stuff and, you know. I mean, we saw a picture this week of it said a typical single guy's apartment, and it was a TV with a recliner sitting in front of it. No decoration on the wall, no couch, no love seat, no furniture aside from what he said on to play his games. Yeah. Most men would be content if they lived by themselves to have that exact same setup. I need yeah. a TV and a recliner. <laughs> and, and women aren't. Men aren't nesters, uh-huh. you know, for the most part. And yeah. so I think, I, I think that when you look at something even as simple as, well, they're going to take half of my stuff or all of my stuff, 
it's like, eh, uh-huh. I, can, I can go to the, the Goodwill store and get a recliner or the used consignment furniture store. And the TVs aren't that expensive anymore. So, yeah. and she's not going to want to take my PlayStation. So I'm set, <laughs> you know? Right. So I, I think there, there's, there's less of that with yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I, I think so. But I also think that there, there are some guys that are, well, I don't think that they necessarily, they don't think, they wouldn't even think that it would happen to them. Yeah. Is the thing. That's because a good point too. I think that they would be like, you know, just, they are blindsided by it. Well, and, and even looking at my own situation, I would have never thought that she was going to be the one to end the relationship. Mm-hmm. I was the one that was, and of course, this is my perspective, so it's absolutely biased. <laughs> I was the one that was miserable, mm-hmm. not her. You know, she had, everything for the most part, the, the stuff that she said she wanted, she had. She got to do what she wanted to do, go when she wanted to, come and go as she pleased. Yeah. You know, all that stuff. I was the one that didn't have a life, that was doing all the child rearing, rearing for the most part, mm-hmm. that was, you know, um, suffering, I guess. I don't know. I guess she was... Suffering to a point since she pulled the trigger, but I, I I was I wasn't blindsided that the relationship was over. I was blindsided that it wasn't me. Because mm-hmm. yeah. then that was where it was like, yeah. hey, like how dare you? <laughs> I should have been the one that ended this, not right. you. <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. And so I think that 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 was one of those where it was it, 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 as much as you could identify all the bad stuff with it, it still felt like the. The even somebody that was very understanding and, and self aware and aware of how bad the relationship was, mm-hmm. it was still the rug kind of felt like it was yanked out from underneath me because mm-hmm. I was like, You got to be kidding me, she's the one that's ending this yeah. after all of this, she's the one that's ending this, right. really. You know, you're gonna not want to touch me, not want to have sex with me, not want me to sleep in the same bed with you, not want to go do anything with me. With me, you want to go with not your be friends. seen with you, yeah, not be seen with me, mm-hmm. not do anything, and you're sick of that, uh-huh. you know, and you're the one that's getting. And so, from that perspective, it did feel kind of blindsided, yeah, um, but not in the sense of, well, I thought she was so happy, yeah, and, and, I and we had the best relationship, <laughs> yeah. and and now it's just over, and I don't know why. I mean, that that was not me at all, right? Uh, and I've talked to several guys that had that, and uh-huh. I'm like. Look, I didn't even live with you guys, and I knew your relationship was awful. <laughs> How are you that blindsided? So, uh huh. I know. Well, so going back to uh, women being more emotional driven with with all of this, I think one a big one that I know that I felt when when I was even thinking months, you know. 10 months before I actually pulled the trigger and left mm-hmm. him. But I was thinking like, I I don't want to hurt him. You know, is he going to be, is he going to be okay without me? Right. And you know, how, how is he, how is his life going to go on? Well, and, and why was that? Because he was a, a helpless. mess, a mess. Yeah. A what? He was helpless. Yeah, he was I mean, helpless. You, you, you have, I think you've said on here before, you, but I know we've talked about it, and you said you felt like you were his mom, mm-hmm. not his partner, because yeah. he couldn't do simple things on his own. Right. Um, and so I think that whenever, you, if you found yourself in that that caretaker partner role, mm-hmm. there is this, you, you end up, it's almost like you, you have this almost maternal instinct or connection to your partner that 
you're sending them off in the wild by themselves and you don't know if they'll survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that then, then you start to think, well, if, if something happens, it's my fault. Yeah. <clears throat> and the excuse seems very real at the time, but you have to understand that that, that course was already set and yeah. either they were going to take you down with them or they were going to implode and be self-destructive. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's really nothing that, that you could have done differently to prevent that. Right. And I think that, that, uh, I think, I think women feel that, mm-hmm. you know, you said, yeah. women, I don't think men really, mm-hmm. I don't think men really feel that. I don't think men are like, Oh, I'm, I hope she's okay. Well, I know. And even like, even if the man is the, the breadwinner and stuff like that, I don't think that they feel that even then, mm-hmm. you know, I think that, I think that they do keep the emotions out of it. Yeah. Well, and and I think that depending on the on the mentality of the partner, especially the male partner, on how they perceive it. I mean, we we've heard we've heard women say this before that they had their husband tell them that if something ever happens to me, you can just remarry. Mm-hmm. And so the the quick fix in the man's husband is, well, you'd be okay because you'll find another man to to do things for you, mm-hmm. almost. And, right. And, you know, whether Which, you want to go down a path that that's yeah, inappropriate that's, or sexist or whatever. Yeah, that's not right either. But. I think that men still have that same kind of rooted feeling about it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't think that they look at it like, well, you're going to have to do this now or do that differently. I think it, it it's almost, in a way, this odd self-recognition that in most relationships, the women are doing more all-around contribution. So it's like, well, they'll be fine, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And, and I think that that's why the men really don't feel guilty about it. Um, and even when you look at, look at some of the stuff of the excuses that men make to stay in relationships, they're all very selfish. It's not, oh, I know. It's not even really yeah, it's very... what, what these selfless <laughs> acts of, well, I'm going to stay because of my child. The, the, men don't say that. Men, mm-hmm. men don't. And I'm, I think that when I look back to my situation, and I've said it on here before, I was... I was kind of in a role reversal mm-hmm. type of relationship where a lot of my decisions and my thinking and my strategies and, and my situation was more similar to what you hear from okay. married women uh-huh. than you do married men. Um, and I'm sure that there's guys out there that can relate to that, but I think they're pretty few and far between. Right. Um, and, and so I think that most, you know, the, the the perspective that the guy brings is going to be typically typically more selfish mm-hmm. than than the woman and, and even when you look at, at that stuff that the guys say they not one of them said well what about the kids or I'll stay with her for the kids that wasn't even mentioned they weren't there was really no level of sacrifice at all yeah. it was really you know way more selfish type of attributes uh-huh. of you know well if I do this this will happen to me uh-huh. not really anything to do with them or the relationship or the extended partnership realm of, of what all that means so yeah. it, was, it was kind of a, a weird take on it, especially when you look at you know e- even when you look at a, a generic article that's like you know reasons people stay in bad relationships it's almost all pointed towards women mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah it was yeah. It and was. i think that goes back because of what we said guys are blind a lot of times to how shitty their own relationship are mm-hmm. is i think women do a really good job of convincing themselves that a shitty relationship is good mm-hmm. i don't think men waste their time trying to convince themselves because for the most part i think they're too stupid to realize <laughs> that they're in a shitty relationship yeah, yeah. you know i know and, and i think that that's 
one of the reasons, or probably the main reason, you see this big split as to why, you know, even our our follower base is ninety plus percent women. Women, mm-hmm. men, for the most part, are so disconnected and clueless about what they can do in their own relationship to provide the best partnership for their own spouse. That's why women are continually and consistently the ones looking for guidance. Men aren't the ones Googling how to save my marriage. Men aren't the ones looking for counselors to sit down and save their marriage. Men aren't the one. The only time the man will get involved is if he's not having sex. We don't have enough sex. Let's find a counselor. (laughs) And that's it. Yeah. Were you the one to... To find a counselor in your last relationship because, because yeah, of that? Because she didn't want to have sex. Yep. Jeez. But if it had been the other 50 things that I should have been unhappy about, mm-hmm. that probably wouldn't have been enough drive to find a counselor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You know? And yeah. I think people need to start really realizing and understanding that women have a much deeper emotional connection to the relationship than men do. Mm-hmm. Most men, their their connection is partially emotional, but it's more physical. Yeah, it is. Uh huh. Well, and that's just how men are. Yeah, and, and that's how women are too. And people don't want to hear that, and people don't want to admit that. Uh huh. And, and and there are certain women that they have this caveman husband that they think is in tune mm-hmm. with them, and and you know does that bare minimum or just that slightly above the other guy down the street that you know well he remembers my birthday. Well, he, he sends me flowers on Valentine's Day. Well, he takes me out on my anniversary. And, you know, Janet down the street, that her husband do any of that for her. Yeah. And that goes back to the what you want a cookie. Yeah. He's supposed to do those things. Well, I know. And I think that goes goes good with, like, the... <laughs> it's better than not having anything. Right. It's better than not having anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to be alone. Yeah. So, you know, why... Why would I leave this right. when he he's better than this person? Mm-hmm. Well, and that's where, you know, we've talked about the compare when we start to compete or compare other relationships to our own. And I, I don't mean that from us. I mean from the collective group of, mm-hmm. of how couples tend to do that. Yeah. Where you look at that, that exact same type of scenario. Well, my partner does the bare minimum to keep me happy. And that's where you start attaching those titles like, well... He's he's a great father, mm-hmm. and you know, and he he like and it, all these things that does it really truly contribute to your happiness in the relationship? Um, because if you start to dig really deep, most people will find out that their partner is lacking. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that you know, well, well, no partner's perfect or anything like that. But there's there tends to be this. It's easier to sweep things under the rug when you start seeing people that have worse relationships or or more inattentive husbands or more disconnected mm-hmm. relationships or or you know and even even to the extreme of abusive and verbal abusive and yeah. and you know cheater cheaters and all these things that you can lump into this yeah here's here's it on a scale of one to three three being your your top performer husband that plans the vacation plans the date night rubs your feet rubs your back basically me <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and then you have one is the exact opposite that doesn't ever do anything that you know sits on his ass all day you know wants you to get him a beer you know that and then the middle is the average mm-hmm. if you just have above average below average and average if you surround yourself with a bunch of below average relationships of course your husband's going to look great or your relationship's going to look great mm-hmm. but if you start hanging out with that top tier relationship then 
that's maybe you don't think yours is that great. Yeah, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> what do we need to I'd do? I'd rather be a, a big fish in a small pond. So I'll go back to these these problem children over here. <laughs> but yeah, I know. But I think that you know, to to your point, not wanting to or the fear of being alone or settling, so mm-hmm. to speak, with well, this is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. And and this is one of those things that you you kind of hear from from both sides. I think women tend to say the statement of. Um, well, I don't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. And I think men tend to say, well, she's better than nothing at all. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and those are, they both mean the same thing. I think the man's sounds a little more harsh. Yeah. Because it's, but at least they're making the statement that they're, yes, I'm settling. Mm-hmm. And I don't know which one's more selfish or selfless. Uh-huh. But neither one of them are good excuses. No, they're not. Well, and I think also with with being alone, I think that people, you know, you really start thinking about, well, am I? I'm gonna have to get a job. What, what are we gonna do about finances? You know, mm-hmm. how how is this gonna play out when I'm a, a single parent and you know only making X amount of money. Per month. Well, I mean, that, that was, for me, that was, and, you know, I was, of course, not the one that did the dumping, but that was a, we, we had to fill out this financial worksheet. Right. And I, I didn't make enough to afford to live in Colorado at the time. Yeah. Um, and I was a security guard. Well, and then especially where she wanted to live. Yeah, and too. she wanted to move to the most affluent area Outside of Denver, mm-hmm. which I there was no way I couldn't even they, they, it didn't even have a I don't want to say lower income, but there wasn't even a reasonable place for me to get mm-hmm. over there. So I had to start looking at the the other side of Denver mm-hmm. where I could afford to live, and and you know, and of course she was. Like, and at that time, it was a lot cheaper. Than yeah, it than it is was now. now. Yeah, <laughs> a lot cheaper. You yeah. know, and and it I wasn't you know making peanuts, but living in Colorado, I think my. I think I was making like 16-something an hour uh-huh. as the security supervisor or something like that. Um, but I was on her medical. Yeah. So now I had to Get buy my own, own medical, oh. my own dental, my own vision. Yeah. Um, I, of course, the saving piece was I didn't, she, at that time, since she was the one who won the divorce, she was the breadwinner. Yeah. And so there, I couldn't, there was no way they were going after me for child support or alimony or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was free and clear from that, which... Most men aren't, so that was and at luckily, least a blessing. You luckily, you didn't have to put little Seth on your insurance too. Yeah, she she oh was willing gosh. to keep him. Yeah. on hers, on her her insurance uh-huh. and all that. But mm-hmm. when I when I went through just the average cost of of rent, um, I owned my vehicle, thank God. Yeah. But the debt we were splitting, the rent I had, or that I was going to have, the medical insurance and things I had to pay, the gas for my vehicle. My grocery, my utilities, I was negative like $200 a month. That's what it was going to be. And she was like, you're just doing that to try to screw me over. And I'm like, I'm, I am not this. I, how can I fudge this? You run the numbers. I yeah. don't, I don't, I can't live here. Uh-huh. There's no way. Um, and luckily, <laughs> you got a promotion. I was, you know, on my way trying to move up in the company and I got a huge Promotion right at the tail end of, of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it all worked out great. Yeah. Gosh, I and, know. You know. There's not a lot of people that can say that. There's no. way more 
for for a really bad situation, that was about the best case scenario you could ask for. Oh, yeah, I know. Because um, we had already done everything where our only option, she brought it up, like, we need to go back to court because now that you've got this promotion, mm-hmm. you know, I shouldn't have to do this and I want you to pay for that. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, are, so every time one of us gets a promotion, we're going to go back to court. I was like, if that's what you want to do, we can do that. Yeah. And she knew she was going to move up in her company, too, so that kind of squashed it. Uh-huh. But Well, I know. And I think that you guys work things out evenly, you know, pretty pretty equally enough yeah. to where, you know, you're like, well, you know, we could pay off all of our, you know, debt together. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. But I, I, I think going back to the financial piece, that that's, yeah, that's a huge concern that, that people have. And, and I don't think any of these excuses are valid, but I mm-hmm. definitely completely understand the fear drive I behind that. I do, too. I understand it, too. And I, I remember in my previous relationship, me me leaving, because I was the one to leave, and him being like, well, what am I going to do? Like, you're screwing me over. Mm-hmm. You're screwing me over from having this nice place. And, I mean... I at least did what I had to do to, you know, keep paying rent. Yeah, to you paid him. his rent. Well, for half the rest of, of the lease. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, you you continued to pay your half of the rent mm-hmm. so he could stay there. Well, you moved back in with your parents. I know. And you let him keep everything you guys bought. I did. Yeah. So I mean, maybe that it was wasn't, out of guilt. It was. Yeah. It, it was definitely out of guilt mm-hmm. because I felt like. He wasn't going to be able to survive, yeah. you know, again, and financially, finances is definitely mm-hmm. one of them. Well, you, you felt bad that you were going to hurt him. You felt bad because he was helpless and he didn't know how mm-hmm. to do anything. You felt bad because you were the one making the decision. And then you knew that, you know, he financially, he wasn't stable enough to handle that stuff on his own. And it, it, even at the end of that, him staying there was just borrowed time mm-hmm. because once you stopped, I mean, he... And what he should have done was taken the last portion of that time to get his situation straightened out so he could be on a path upward instead of riding it out to the very end where yeah. oh, I've got to move out and I don't have anywhere to go. I didn't plan for the last. How many months did you did you pay your half? How much was left on the lease? I don't remember. Um, I paid um, for at least another five or six months. I, I, th- I thought it was about yeah. six months. Cause I remember us talking about, and then there was another like three months left on the lease, but he moved out Uh huh. and just broke it. Yeah. I believe he broke. I mean, it. they never came after you for anything. No, uh-uh. I remember, I remember I, I, I thought it was about six months. Cause I remember at that point, you know, we were kind of into the summer mm-hmm. and I remember us talking about, you know, the, the more the more you're spending on your old relationship, the less you can pay off your own debt. Yeah, and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so, I, but I, you know, timing wise, I think it all ended up Working fine out. because we ended up moving in together. Like what, three or four months later mm-hmm. after that. Yeah, um, but those if you are the dumper, those decisions you make out of guilt actually hinder your progress, not just in your next relationship, but. Moving getting forward, your yeah, period. moving forward and getting your life back on track, mm-hmm. yeah. and so you have to be able to cut those ties I know. from every way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. I know, and it's funny because yeah, it's like like I thought I, I thought of these things in two different types of thinking. I guess like mm-hmm. you know, one was is he going to be okay? You know, is he is he going to be okay financially? 
you know, mentally and all that. And most people think of it like, am I going to be okay financially? Yep. Well, and and I think that that's kind of depends on what situation you're in. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're the dumper, Mm -hmm. usually you've had enough time to plan to where you're not as concerned about yourself as you are them. Uh Uh-huh. and I, th- I think that that's just a natural feeling. I mean, I, I, remember e- I remember even in high school just dumping somebody. Didn't feel good. I was never like, oh, yeah, I'm getting ready to break up with this girl. This is going to be hilarious. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I always felt bad. I remember uh-huh. one time when I was, I think it was like 15 or 16, I remember crying about it. I felt so bad about hurting someone that way. Mm-hmm. Um, that it was just, I felt so guilty. And I wasn't sad I wasn't like, since I was the one doing the dumping, it's not like I was holding on to these sentimental memories of we had such a great time and now it's over like they do. Mm-hmm. Their emotion is driven from a sense of loss and your emotion is driven from a sense of termination. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it, you react to They're both very emotional mm-hmm. pieces to go through. Um, but, you know, you, you at the end of the day, even with all of the you know, bad excuses people make to stay in these relationships that you still have to, you know, be strong enough to pull the trigger when you need to. And and, and I, I, I think you shared it. It was something I said before we even did the podcast about, you know, drastic changes are okay or, or necessary mm-hmm. for your own happiness. And that's yeah. fine. It's okay to be, to be selfish to that point that, you know, your own happiness deserves that. So, mm-hmm. um, but I think that, you know, that, that ties into that. But I think that with the, uh, um, with this t- scared of being, I almost said tired of being alone, like the Al Green song, <laughs> but the, the scared of being alone and the, the financial piece uh, is, you know, just a lot of the, some of that tied in with, especially if you're going to be the one that acknowledges it, well, I'm scared of being alone. There, the second piece of that is, am, is it the same shit, different day type of mentality or will I find somebody better mm-hmm. type of situation that people tend to put themselves in especially if we have been convinced like we talked a lot about last week that these normal unhappy relationships of course are the norm Mm -hmm. why would i leave one crap relationship just to get another one i know yeah i know again this is better than Mm -hmm. than nothing or this is better than another relationship or their relationship or whatever and i think that like even even with uh with me and my ex I think that I I also thought before leaving him that it was I had I mean 9 years with him mm-hmm. 9 and a half years in in this relationship we had a dog together we had the apartment together you know we had all of our furniture and everything else together and it's you know all of the Everything that you have together invested in it, I guess. Mm -hmm. But not only that, but the time that you have together. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that is a big one is just people are like, well, I have so much invested in this. Right. Well, and and that's, that's where the longer you're with somebody, the harder it becomes to cut your losses. Mm hmm. And, you know, 
I wasn't ready to do it. I was still wanting to ride it out a few more years, you know, probably six more years to see what was going to happen, which would have put our relationship getting near the 20 year mark. Wow, yeah. At that point in time. And I, I like to fantasize that after our son had finished high school and whatever his adult life was going to look like, if we weren't going to be able to reconnect, that I would have been like, you know what? I waited this out. I tried this. It didn't work. But who knows? After 20 years, you know, would somebody really be like, we've had 20 years together, you know, and, and we got married young enough. I still would have been in my 30s yeah. <laughs> at the time. Uh, so... Would I? Would you? No, I would have been early 40s. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. Yeah, you would have been like I'd have been what I am now, mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, but, you know, would I really want to start over at that point? And, and so I think that, that that's a very tough thing to look at, but the, the, the decision is in the name. You know, cut your losses. A loss is a loss. Mm-hmm. No matter what you had at the beginning or what you had, you know, two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, you know, if I could look at my old self and say, you know, if you if you can make the statement that you had two good years out of 12, then you had a loss for the last 10 years. Yeah. And if you aren't doing anything to turn that around, it's every year is going to be another loss. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you didn't end it eight or 10 years ago, but now you need to end it now because 10 years from now, you're going to be looking at 22 years uh, yeah. and 20 years of a loss. loss. Uh-huh. And, and people... Don't do that, but I think that that ties directly into they're going to change. Yeah, because that's how I was. Uh I I was very confident that if we could just, I I had convinced myself that we we got married so young, we had a family so quickly that we just didn't get enough us time, Mm -hmm. and that once we were able to have us time, we would be able to refocus and save our marriage, and that was a delusional train of thought because people that really want to invest in us do it even when the obstacles are there. Mm -hmm. And the sad reality is once you take the obstacles away, you realize how little they actually do care Mm -hmm. because you've actually been making those excuses that entire time. Yeah. Well, if we didn't have, you know, if we didn't have kids, we would be connected. If we didn't have our jobs, we would be connected. If I didn't travel or they didn't travel, we would be more connected. And, and you know, if, if, if my family weren't, wasn't always butting in, we, we'd be connected. Or if my family would help out more, we would be more yeah. connected. And so you start to really start pointing fingers at everybody else and all these other situations as to why the two of you aren't working out when, I hate to break it to you, but all, if all those other factors fell into line, you two still wouldn't get along. Yeah. And, and people don't want to admit that mm-hmm. and people don't want to look at it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. But I think that the, I've said it a bunch of times, the hope is very strong. Yeah. The hope that it's going to get better, the hope that it's going to change. And I think hope is only valid when both people are actively invested in trying to save the relationship. It's not a one person thing. Yeah. It's yeah. not a one sided thing. If they don't care, they're not going to wake up one day and just automatically care. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to wake up one day and just automatically want to change. Mm-hmm. They have to be willing to change and work on that change every single day. Yeah. Yes, yes, I completely agree with that. I think that cha- the change one is was huge for me. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge, huge. And, you know, wanting someone that is a drug addict and alcoholic to to stop doing that... Mm-hmm. And you, you just, 
you do, you are hopeful and you do want, you know, like the best for them and you don't want them to continue to, I guess, ruin their lives. And, um, and you, you really think, think, hope and pray (laughs) Mm -hmm. that things will change and that I, I thought he would change all the time, or at least I would hope that he, he Mm -hmm. was going to change and. You know, I hope, I even hope now that he has changed, hopefully, for mm-hmm. whoever else he's with. But, yeah, that change was was huge for me in my previous relationship. Yeah. I thought he would. Yeah. Well, and I think most people do. Most people think that they will. Most, But I think most people tend to think that isn't us enough reason for you to change? Mm-hmm. When most of the reason that they are the way they are is because they're completely selfish in the first place. Mm-hmm. And you know, going back to what I said, the us, the relationship, is not a good enough reason to them to change. Yeah, Nothing is. I know. Um, they have to figure out what that reason is, and, and sometimes there isn't a reason uh-huh. that they'll find to change. Um, you know, so. Well, and I think that, like, I mean, mine was <laughs> even, like, easy enough to identify, you know, the... This person needs to change because of this, exactly mm-hmm. this, you know? Even for selfish reasons, you're, you're doing all of this to yourself to harm yourself. Uh-huh. So just continue to be selfish and realize that you're selfish enough to save yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and you won't even do that. I know. I'm not even trying to get you to save us. Just save yourself. Yeah. And they won't. Uh-huh. I know. And yeah, other people, it's, you know, some people are like, well... They used to be this way, but they don't know why they changed, mm-hmm. too, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but mine was at least easy enough to... Identify why yeah. why they changed, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that um, another one that, that I went through for sure was, um, like, I'm going to miss his family, you know? Or they're going to miss me, or... You know, the nieces and nephews, like, what are they... Mm-hmm. It's going to be sad to to leave them. Yeah, and I, and I think that is 100% completely relative to whatever people's situation mm-hmm. is. Um, and and I think there's, there's a couple of sides to it. I think there are some people that fear what that family will think mm-hmm. about them, which you, know, you shouldn't care. No. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They, it should, you shouldn't care what your ex's family thinks about you you shouldn't be involved with your ex's family after your ex's at all i mean that's ridiculous but i think that there's the other side of if you have grown this if you've you know cultivated these relationships with them that it's not just the us is now over it's the us and now my relationship with this person and that person and this person yeah. and that person. Um, and friends. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have to well, be yeah, just Yeah, we talk about people splitting friends yeah. and, and people losing friends over it. And, you know, most couples, if you're friends as couples, when they get divorced, why you don't want to be friends with the single version of that couple anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't want to share custody of the friendship. It usually is just fizzles out and is over. Mm-hmm. Um, and it should be the same thing with the family. It should just fizzle out and be over. But... I, I'm the wrong person to ask about this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you don't have I any. didn't I didn't like my ex's family. I'm very I'm I'm a very uh quick bridge burner anyway with people and it's like eh, 
Whatever. Yeah, if we're not connected, we're not connected. Mm-hmm. Whatever. See ya. Do you think that's because of the you being in the Navy? and? Yeah, I, I do. I, I, th- I think a lot of people would be like, well, you're an only child. That's why. But I think more of it had to do, be- well, because of who I grew up with. I'm still connected to, yeah, to everybody them. I grew up with, right. which are probably the closest thing to family I could compare to. But, you know, being in the Navy, I got extremely used to having very good, solid, healthy relationships and then ending them like that because they left, I left, you know, we transferred, we split up. This was before social media and cell phones and Mm -hmm. didn't know how to keep in touch with people. It was just over. And so that made it very easy to adapt to severing relationships of people, especially, you know, because I am a what's in it for me friend or what's in it for me relationship type of person yeah and if you aren't actively contributing to what we have then no love loss uh-huh. you know yeah. see ya and so that's why i say i'm, I'm the worst person to talk to about <laughs> about the the family about stuff that. yeah uh-huh. yeah i know well and that, that's why i say it. like i know that i felt it mm-hmm. you know and i think that a lot of people do a mm-hmm. lot of people oh, oh actually and a lot of people once they do break up with somebody they still talk to the family and i i think that that's odd too yeah well and you you went through it where you immediately i don't want to say immediately but you quickly got over that when they lashed out at you that's true yeah that's one way to get over it Uh is if you if you're the breaker upper chances are the family's not too happy what you just did to their loved one Uh and if they're impulsive and stupid like your ex's family was they Called you, harassed you, blasted you on social media, blasted me on social media. Mm -hmm. Said some pretty funny things that I guess should have been offensive, but (laughs) I just laughed at it at the time because I thought it was kind of funny. I still laugh at it today, but um, that made it pretty easy for you to be like, "All right, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done." You know, they 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 burn that bridge, Uh which. From my perspective, was great. I didn't want you to have any connection with. Uh-huh. You can't fully move forward in a new relationship if you are still tied or anchored in any way, shape, or form to your old one. Mm-hmm. Kids aside, yeah, kids are different because kids are going to grow up and kids are going to make the decisions of who they. And that was one of the things that I, I couldn't wait for my son to get to the age where I did not have to communicate with her with her at all. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to talk about school. We didn't have to talk about bills. We didn't have to talk about, you know suspensions or disciplinary actions or grades or any of that it was just it was such a lift of freedom to not to know man i don't ever have to talk to her again about any of this Uh stuff ever yeah i don't even have her name and number in my phone oh wow really yeah wow once i got a new phone it was like you know he was living here i didn't have to worry about it and yeah yeah, so it's just nice to not have that. And so for somebody that wanted that separation so bad, I don't, I can't fathom why people hold on uh-huh. with this death grip of why they won't let go of... Do you think more women do that than men, though? Oh, yeah, for you sure. I, I really do. Because I, I do think that... No, I, I, I'm changing my answer. Really? I think it's a weak and strong person trait. Mm. I, don't think it's, I don't think it's fair to say women do that more than men. Mm-hmm. Um, I think women are a little more emotionally in tune to the effects of what they do, especially when it comes to kids and like grandparents and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, well, I understand I need to maintain a relationship with my ex-mother-in-law because she's still my child's grandmother. Mm -hmm. 
I don't think men think about that too much. Yeah. So I think women, once again, it kind of goes back to they're they're a little more strategic and 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 look at the details a, a lot better than I think men do. Mm-hmm. And so they they are able to look at that perspective. Um, and I know that my ex's brother's ex-wife went through that, where she still understood the importance of her children having a relationship with his family. Oh. Uh, um, uh. And it was hell on her, too. And I just kind of heard about it. I never talked to her about it. I just kind of saw what had happened and the things that they... And even the horrible things they were saying about her, she was still making the effort to let them be a part of their children's life. Because you don't want to come in there and say, I've never liked your mother, and now that she's not my mother-in-law, I don't have to deal with her. Because no matter what you say, she's still your kid's grandparent. Right. And so I I get that. Mm -hmm. Um, That would suck for her to be in that situation, for them to be shitty to her. Mm -hmm. And, And so, but I think that when that stuff's off the table or they grow up, Mm-hmm. And and they step aside. I think it's, I, I think you you tend to see, and I, I've seen guys who had nothing invested in a relationship that still occasionally kind of reach out or ping or want to touch back to their ex's family, and that's a sign of weakness. It's not, I think that they take it as a sign of sincerity mm-hmm. that oh he just really cares. No, no, he doesn't. It's a sign of weakness. If you can't move on with your life without holding on to this little piece of non-invested community that you, you know, probably really wasn't even that important to you in your relationship in the first place, and now you're going to act like it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that I think that's a I think that's a sign of of a of weakness from some. From well, I think that maybe yeah, I think maybe it's like they can't. They feel. I don't even think that they know that they can't move on. Like mm-hmm. I well, I think that they probably are like. They have to have some sort of attachment or mm-hmm. something, some sort of ties to keep them all together. Yeah. Or something. And really, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think people, once again, kind of fantasize that they hold a special place in people's hearts when they really don't. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I think that, I think that's, I think that you're a little bit harsh with mm-hmm. it. Because I think that people do hold a special place in, their hearts for some know? like for their family members ex yeah depending on the relationship that they had mm-hmm. okay but yeah i don't <laughs> well, i know you i know? know i mean it's not like i you know when i when i would when i would go back to her hometown because mm-hmm. it was i had to do some military stuff very near where she grew up i would always go and see her family by myself um knowing that her I didn't like her mom, and her mom didn't like me. But her brother and I got along very well, one of her brothers. And I'd go, and I'd stay at his place. And he and I would drink together. We would watch movies together. We would, you know, party together. I had a great relationship with him. But when it was over, it was over. Now, if I ran into him today, I wouldn't be rude. I wouldn't turn my back. I wouldn't flip him off. I wouldn't be... You know, try to rub you into his face or anything like that. Yeah. We would be cordial, and I'm sure he'd do the same to me. I mean, we didn't, you know, end on bad terms, and he wasn't he wasn't that that older asshole, you know, tough guy kind of brother that's like, oh, you broke my sister's heart, you know, yeah. type of mentality or anything uh-huh. like that. So those type of worries don't exist, but it's still one of those things where if 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 I never talked to him again, it would 
wouldn't really affect my life mm-hmm. um, because I have moved on. I have found, I guess, I guess the little place, the little space I would have in my heart for people, <laughs> I can just refill. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I have a limited amount of space. It's like a toy case when you're a kid. You know, you know how you, get, you know how you got to clean out your closet when you get too many stuff, too much stuff. Uh-huh. It's the same thing. Yeah, I you know. You just have a certain amount of space, and even if you want to take those clothes and hold on to them and put them in a box, you might wear them next season. You can throw them in the attic. They're not that close to your heart anymore once they hit that point. So you might as well just donate them and never wear that <laughs> shit again. Well, you know, I am with that anyway. With getting rid of clothes and stuff, it's it's pretty. <laughs> It's a hard decision. If you haven't worn it in the last year, you don't need it anymore. <laughs> and that's how I feel the same way with those people. <laughs> if you haven't if you haven't talked to them. Yeah, if we haven't done anything year. together in a year. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to goodwill. I don't know. I think that I think that women are more emotional with it. And I Well, think I think that, people in general probably are better at attachments than I am. Oh, okay. With that type I of stuff. I was just thinking just guys in general might yeah. be a little bit more like you. Oh, okay. And women may be a little bit more like me. <laughs> Maybe. With it. Yeah. But, I don't know. I, I think, uh, going going back to, like, the uh, weak, pe- you know, pe- people being weak with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that some people think that they aren't good enough for another a new relationship too yeah and that's kind of the the side saddle to the i'm not going to find anybody else or find something the same it's Uh kind of the well is anybody else well it's like the dumbass post the week i said last week about the only thing that keeps me in a relationship is the fear of having to lose weight and get back in shape to find somebody else Uh and so if you've hit that point where you don't have any self-esteem or your self excuse me self-confidence is really low that could be a very real fear. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I will say that as low as my self-esteem was, I, I wasn't, I, I fortunately didn't have this, I'm not good enough for anybody mentality, which mm-hmm. is nice, even if being the one that was dumped. Because yeah. I think that somebody that is dumped probably runs the risk of having that feeling more because somebody just told you you weren't good enough for them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of the things that people tend to say. That well, they didn't deserve you anyway, and you'll find somebody else. Yeah, and, and you know, it's you all shouldn't the, say that to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> why are you about to say what I would say? Oh, no, go ahead, you could say it. No, I, I just was wanting to see if you adopted my train of thought. Oh, that. maybe <laughs> not everybody deserves happiness. No, I think that everybody <laughs> deserves happiness, or uh, everybody deserves love, or somebody to love, or be to fall in love with somebody. I think that there's somebody out there for everybody. Seth, on the other hand, doesn't agree with me. Nope. With that. Yeah. yeah. We, we could spend an hour talking about that. <laughs> but, um, well, I, I, you, you threw me off. I actually threw myself off. What, what was the basis behind all of that? Um, we're self-worth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with the self-worth. But I think that if you're in that situation where you know your relationship is awful, you know that your partner's awful, you know you need to move on, but your biggest hang-up is you mm-hmm. and how you perceive yourself, that's at least something that's in your control. I think most of this is in your control. But yeah. you, you can oh, change I think, that. I think all of it is in yeah. your control. Um, and I think you can change it, but it, I think that it is hard for somebody that doesn't have that self-worth to convince themselves that they can mm-hmm. do it, though, too. And so that's why you see so many 
weak individuals that do stay in mm-hmm. bad relationships. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they somehow don't feel that they're that anybody else is going to see their self-worth. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I've, I've, I've said that before. We've shared something about it, that if you can't see your own self-worth, nobody will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's where I, I take the harsh road to it sometimes, where it's like, well, maybe you aren't worth as much as you may think you are in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I think that you need to... I agree a little bit with that, mm-hmm. but I think that I think that everyone... You know, you, you need to do what it takes to, to make yourself feel worthy, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you you definitely have to know. You have to know that you're worth it. So freaking just do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that... But with all of this, I think the... <laughs> I don't think that any of, the, any of these are good excuses to stay in a bad relationship yeah. well and, and there's i don't think there's any such thing as a good excuse anyway all excuses are bad all excuses keep you from doing what you know you need to do mm-hmm. um they're they're hurdles and they are obstacles that you need to find a way to overcome and some of them some of them are simple some of them are you know if, if you're worried of course you know going to the the bridge burner advice. If you're worried about what other people think or your connection to family, my, my suggestion is get over it. Mm-hmm. Get over it and move on. Or if they aren't doing anything to bring a positive impact to your life, you don't need it anyway. Well, one thing I remember like that you would tell me in like the beginning, when we first kind of got together and I was still in contact with my ex, and every time I would get off the phone with him, how awful I would feel mm-hmm. once we got off the phone. And you asking me... You know, how how does that make you feel? Like, when you get off the phone with them, I'm like, angry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so mad. And, yeah, just, like, realizing that you, how this person is making you feel, you don't have to feel like that. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. It, it's, sometimes a complete cut is the best way to handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that that applies in, uh, like, even with my old situation if if you would have asked me do you want to continue to like I, I i am not a let's just be friends or we need to get along type of person it's once it's over it's over i don't want i don't want to talk to you i don't want to have contact with you i don't want to discuss anything with you i don't want to get a text from you i don't want anything to do with you anymore and so if i had my choice it would have been a clean cut mm-hmm. that i would have never seen spoke to or heard of her again yeah. At that point. And that's not some kind of submersive way to heal and move on. That's just a cold calculating <laughs> aspect that I have, I guess. But it is a good way to move on, though. Yeah. Because you do need to do that. It you prevents need... any hang-ups. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. you need to do that. You need to cut off all all ties of everything mm-hmm. if you're going to move forward. And some people have an easier time doing that than others. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're, you're one of those people that you maintain long-term relationships with people that you come in contact with outside of the relationship stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're not one of those that you have, you're friends with your exes or anything dumb like that, but the like people you work with, you know, yeah. from, from the job you had when we first met, you are still friends with multiple people from there. Yeah. And every place you've worked at since, you're still friends with at least one or two people from those places, mm-hmm. and I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. 
know. The most of the friends I have are friends I've had for a very long time mm-hmm. or within that circle have been added to that mm-hmm. or were drawn into my life because of you. Right. <laughs> because uh-huh. you were the approachable, nice one <laughs> that somebody else gravitated to and then they yeah. got stuck with me as the bargain. <laughs> <laughs> That's the deal, too. <laughs> well, well we, we, yeah, we get to be friends with Crystal, but the downside is Seth is her husband. <laughs> oh, no, that's he, not nice. he's got to be our friend, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that people like you, too, though. Yeah, I'm sure there's when they a lot get of to, people when they get to know don't. you. Yeah, maybe, no, well, we found out that when they oh, really get I to guess. know me, they may not like me. <laughs> I guess that's I true. tend to make a better first impression than a long-term impression. <laughs> yeah. So... That's true. That's all about self-reflection, people. You got to know. I know. You got to know your own your weaknesses and your your strengths and your your inner asshole and own that shit. <laughs> That's what I'm all about. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, with all of this, I think that just freaking see that you are if you are in that bad relationship or bad situation, mm-hmm. and again. Self-reflect. And people tend to make this way more complicated. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't. And, and even the excuse, even us saying this, people, you know, may, well, they sure make this sound easy, but it's not as easy as that. And it, it's not about it being easy. It's about you acknowledging and recognizing what you need to change for the sake of your own future, your own happiness in your own life. Yeah. And having the courage to do that. Yeah, and your own happiness is very important. Mm -hmm. You being happy for yourself is very important. So freaking do it. Mm -hmm. Be happy. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think that about wraps it up Mm -hmm. for today. We finished our drinks like way early. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm done talking once my drink's gone. Yeah. (laughs) And I didn't didn't make any extra of that. I'm, I'm on... Pam's second drink here. Yeah, with my second ice. drink. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but as always, thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. We've got like 100 new followers yes, this week. Yes, so, so welcome. exciting. Yes. Hopefully everybody's playing catch up. Yeah, yeah. So And listening, so. Yeah. yeah. Thanks again, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks. <laughs>